What's good, y'all? It's your girl, Coach K Woods, and welcome to Empowering Real Talk. This podcast is dedicated to dismantling negativity through raw, unfiltered conversations. We're going to dive into a wide array of topics from mental health awareness to personal entrepreneurial growth, financial literacy, and beyond. Our mission is to spark necessary dialogues that's going to drive positive change on both an individual and collective level. In order for us to grow individually and as a whole, these conversations are necessary. Make sure you are subscribing on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Be sure to rate and review each episode and we appreciate your support. Let's get started. The Empowering Real Talk store, powered by Upgraded Mindsets, is promoting positivity with empowering quotes to help keep you inspired and motivated. Check out up to a dozen encouraging quotes available on hats, hoodies, housewares, and more. Also, stop by and check out the quick growing ebook and self-help resource section as well. Go to www.upgradedmindsetswithaz.shop and start shopping positive today. What up, y'all? Welcome back to Empowering Real Talk. It is your girl, Coach K. Woods. And yes, I am back with another dope session. If you have not, make sure you have subscribed to the YouTube channel if you see my beautiful face. But if you are listening on any of the podcast streaming platforms, then make sure you favorite your girl over there and keep on coming with that feedback because it is definitely appreciated. Um, And I definitely am listening to y'all feedback. So, you know, future episodes will be aligned with that. So thank you guys so much for your support. Um, Let's go ahead and get this party started. If you are watching here on YouTube, then you see that I'm not here by myself. I'm going to allow my guest a chance to introduce herself. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. So, my name is Fran. You want me to go into the whole thing? Absolutely. <laughs> Tell them who you are, baby. Tell them who you are. All right. I am uh, an author uh, of a book called Can You Hear Me? I'm also an entrepreneur. I do freight brokering, also previously dispatching for uh, logistics, trucking specifically, um, for full truckload containers. Nice. And I'm also working on releasing a natural deodorant uh okay yeah come on man i love it hey (laughs) y'all heard what she said entrepreneur so you already know i love it um anytime i can bring other women on here to tell you about their story and to also give that insight and that value and resource y'all know what it's about for me with that so i'm super excited to get into some conversation with her today so um let's tap into that so fran tell us a little bit about your backstory um tell us a little bit about you know kind of some of the things that you know got you kind of where you are today all right so i could dig into my childhood if you like that's kind hey, of where it's a fine real talk baby whatever you feel comfortable with <laughs> <laughs> all right so i grew up and um i my background is I'm Samoan, I'm a Pacific Islander. So um, my parents, we grew up mostly with other people and mostly in the projects uh, in uh, California. So Southern California and um, Northern California. Okay. So my stepdad, he was a crackhead. Mm. Yeah. And so a lot of the influence of why I wanted to do what I do came from not being able to have things around and in the house. We really never had any food around. 
only time we had food was that first and 15th of the month mm. and that went super quick yeah uh, for those of you that don't aren't familiar with those numbers that's if you're on government assistance and is first <laughs> and the 15th baby <laughs> yeah yeah yep. and back in the days it used to be called food stamps so yeah yeah now they done called it what is it ebt now so yeah i remember them days so 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 clear oh yeah yeah it was like we were always with somebody's always having to be pushed out of the place that i had become comfortable in staying and because we were too much for that family Mm -hmm. we would end up just you know having to go find another place to stay or maybe my stepdad did some stuff or had stolen some stuff and I didn't know about it because I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then also too, growing up in the house, I always watched my mom and dad. It's the first time I'm really calling him dad. <laughs> right. Uh, have, have like physical fights. Mm. Yeah. So like communication in our household wasn't done with verbal language it was really through fighting and strength and so watching that that really made me hardened something inside of me like i will never let a man touch me like that i will never let somebody like overrule me like that which hence rolls into the reasons why i made the decisions that i did in my relationships Mm So, yeah. 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 And, and I get it. Um, I don't think people understand the severity of how like childhood trauma affects us. Right. Um, you know, I being born, you know, me and my mom, you know, we're super close now. And I love that we were able to finally get to that stage in our relationship. Um, but, you know, I was born in a federal penitentiary and like wow. my mom was in and out of jail the first 13 years of my life. So, you know, my grandmother raised me um, and I resented the hell out of my mom for that. And because of that, you know, I I can relate to you having that sense of hearting because it's like, hey, I ain't finna let none of this ever happen to me. I ain't finna let you see that I'm sad, upset, mad, any of that, Um, you know, and my grandmother did the best she could, but I I did my grandma like shit. Like, I definitely don't... um, you know, I she's no longer with us. She's been gone since I was 21. But um, looking back, you know, it's like I know she forgave me um, because, again, I was going through my own trauma. So yeah. I don't think people realize the severity of our individual traumas and how they can have that effect. But I love that you, you know, had it in your mind. You're like, hey, I'm not going to let this happen to me. You know, um, I'm going to do what I have to do to, you know, make sure that happens. So get into a little bit more because I know you are a mom. You know, and I know that me and you talked about that a little bit. So kind of tell the audience a little bit more about, you know, you becoming a mommy and how that worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do want to talk about that, but I do want to dig into that resentment. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you had mentioned that you had did her, your grandmother wrong. And I think mentioning that is helpful because the experience of that childhood trauma, it causes us not to really identify and know what the difference is between real love and it ain't shit love. Period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know how to nurture that. We don't know how to receive that because it wasn't given to us. Yeah. So because we can't identify those characteristics and those traits, we tend to treat 
um, something that is a blessing for us, like, like it's nothing. Yeah. And then yeah. we go looking for those things in other people and other relationships when that's that whole separation anxiety, you know, with our parents and things like that. And with my mom too, I resented the hell out of her. Come and, on. Yeah. And so I think it's important to talk about that because if we don't really say, Hey, why, why did you do the things that you did? Yeah. We, sometimes we can't get clarity to move we forward. We cannot. And we need that. Um, people can say all day long, you know, do I agree with everything that needs closure? I don't. Right. But when yeah. it comes to that, going back to like the childhood and the deep rootedness that comes mm -hmm. behind that. Absolutely. Because me and my mom did have those conversations. We had a bunch of those conversations mm. and she in the beginning was not accepting to that. But eventually um, she became accepting because I had to kind of change the approach. I went to her aggressively before, um, you know, I want answers. Tell me what's going on. But I ended up turning that because again, I was on my own journey. So I ended up shifting that saying, okay, I can't come aggressive if I'm trying to get answers. And that, it actually worked, you know, um, and it actually, the death of my sister brought us closer together too, mm. because I became a mother of three overnight with the death of my sister, she had two boys and I only have one. So I, you know, um, but like, you know, we started to mend our relationship then. Cause back then I, I was like, whatever, you know, my mom will come into town and I drop my son off and I'm gone for three days. I, if I seen her, I seen her, you know, but I'm just glad that we are in a better space, but man, it took a lot. It took a lot. And it's still times where we have those conversations, but I love that we're in a space to where we can have those conversations because it matters. I'm yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I'm still working through it with my mother because mm -hmm. like I really had to sit my mom down one day because I I get phone calls, hey, can I have some money? Um, and that's really only the time that I get a phone call. Right. So I just got so pissed off and I was like, do you not realize that all you do is you call me is when you need something? Come on. You don't. You don't call me to check up on me. You don't call me to ask how I'm doing, how I'm feeling. But yeah, when my brothers call you and they have issues, you stay on the phone with them. Where, how does that dynamic work? And then once again, going back into our childhood trauma, she's not really knowing and seeing the difference. So I blew up on my mom and I said, and I was actually cussing. <laughs> I said, yeah, I was like, I'm sick and tired of this shit. I want you to sit and listen to what I have to say. I don't want any feedback from you. I don't even want to hear anything that you have to say. All I need for you to do is I just need you to sit there and listen to what is in my heart. And I swear I went off for a whole hour. Hey, you needed that. Yeah. And after that hour, my mom was crying. And she was like, wow, I didn't even realize that I was doing that and so mm -hmm. sometimes we just really have to bring people to a space of being present yes you so right you are absolutely right about that and it's not you trying to be disrespectful it's not you trying to be mean you had to tell her listen i'm not trying to be disrespectful to you but i need to get this out for me and for you because yeah. you are going to continue to do it if you don't understand 
how what you're doing, how you're doing it, and how it's affecting us. You know, yeah. because not only with you, you know, but with the, your kids and, you know, with your brother, if they have kids, you know, it's going to be a continuing cycle unless we sit down and say, hey, it stops right here. Like oh, it's totally. right here. So I am super proud of you for taking that initiative. But I'm also proud of your mom for actually being receptive and yeah. listening. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm definitely, you know, wishing the best for you guys as you continue on making those amends because it's not an overnight process, you know. No, it's right. definitely not. Even even um there was something that happened recently because she's raising um one of my uh stepdad's kids and okay. my mom. This is her second marriage, and I heard her in the background yelling at yelling at her, and she, I think she's about maybe ten or twelve. And I said, "Mom, how old are you?" My mom's like sixty something, and she goes, "I'm sixty something. I forgot." My mom was born in fifty seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she goes, "Yeah, that's how old I am." I said, "Mom, how many years out of that time span has you yelling at kids worked?" And she goes, eh, it hasn't. I said, don't you think that it's time to make some different kind of choices, different communication? Because it hasn't worked, mom. Yeah. And she it's goes, default. yeah. And then she goes, oh, you're right. Okay, I'm going to work on that. And like, that just touched my heart. Yeah. Being because respectful, like said, yeah, she's mm -hmm. she's it, it is a very, very slow journey, yeah. I'll take those small victories a, all day, and I don't think people <laughs> understand how important those small ones are just as much as the big ones. I yeah. am proud of anybody that actually will sit down and reflect and say, You know what, you're right, you know, let me. They're actually taking the emotion out of it and applying yep. the logic, you know, right. and that's a lot of times we don't do that, and especially us as mothers, you know. We are, I love how you pointed that out to her. Like, I love how you were like, hey, listen to me real quick. You know, I'm just coming to you. I'm not trying to do anything. But what I'm telling you is, you notice how these things have not, you know, worked before. And yeah. she put the logic there for a second. She inserted that logic instead of the emotion and like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I love that. Like, those are the type of breakthroughs that I be talking about. Um, that, That's not small to me. To me, I feel it's big personally because yeah. it's never too late for us to break those cycles. Sometimes people feel like once we get a certain age, that's just how we are. I hate those words. I cannot stand when somebody say that. You know how I am. You know how I get. No, I don't. I don't know how you get <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I cannot stand it, you know, and I because I used to do it. And it to me, oh, it's yeah. a lazy way of saying, you know what? This is how I'm going to be. If I'm being negative and toxic, that's just how I am. Oh, OK. So now I got to deal with you because you don't want to make no changes. So. All right. The choices, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So and I think people, that breakthrough is so dope. Yeah. And people are giving away their power when they do say those kind mm -hmm. of things. That's just how I am. Really? Yeah. Is that, that you think so? Yeah. It, it's funny that when they say that, it's just how I am. It's like, come on now, nature itself even tells us that change is consistent. Ooh, so come on. That apply to us. Hey, it apply every day. I know I make sure it apply for me, you know? And like I said, the thing about it is one thing I have definitely learned is if nobody is on a similar journey with me, I don't need to associate. 
I don't need yeah. to deal with. I don't need to collaborate, do business with none of that. I am so strict when it comes to my energy. I don't care who you is. Um, I have, you know, told family, hey, I got to fall back, you know, because I'm not accepting and dealing that with anybody because I have been walking this journey strongly for the past three years. Not yeah. everybody know where I stand. So, you know, it's easier for me to enforce it now because everybody already know, oh, no, you can't go to Keisha with that. You know, you can't go to Keisha with that. Yeah. But it took three years to get to that point, And I'm happy with that, you know, but it also has made things healthier with other people for me, too. Those that are still in my life, those new people that have come in my life, because I have definitely lost some people, you know, taking a stand on my own journey, you know, and self-prioritizing me. I have lost people behind that. And it's okay, You know, I ain't lost no love. But I have gained such a sense of peace for myself. And I'm so unapologetic about that. You hear me? <laughs> that is so important that um, creating those boundaries and protecting your peace and mm-hmm. protecting your energy. Like you said, I had to cut off family too. My own son. Mm. I had to cut him off. We were at my birthday party and something happened to where my son got offended because I was having a conversation with my daughter his sister. And um, I had just gotten fed up because he has this narcissistic behavior Mm. in which I probably, if I'm not mistaken, that's probably a behavior that I had created in him. And that's another thing that is good to talk about. Absolutely. is, Is taking responsibility for the shit that we had a hand in, right? Come on. And so when I had finally felt like, because when I would be around my son, I would always feel like I had to walk on eggshells. I couldn't say certain things. And that is how I used to be. Yeah. And so on my birthday at a restaurant, at a Mexican restaurant, he, I just finally said, you know what? Thank you so much for the dinner. I can actually pay for it. I am not going to deal with this behavior anymore. Y'all go ahead and enjoy my birthday. I'm going to go home and enjoy my birthday. And that was it. I hadn't talked to him after two years after that. Mm. Hey, and I think sometimes because as mothers, we automatically, you know, feel like that we're just supposed to accept and deal with, you know, bullshit. Um, Yeah. When I walk that unapologetic journey, I walk it across the board. Um, And I know as mothers, we are in protective mode. But, you know, like you said, you knew that you were, you know, coddling in a sense and pacifying, you know, walking on the eggshells and stuff like that because you didn't want to hurt his feelings or trigger him or whatever else. But we don't have that control. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that control on how they react. We can only continue to give what we give. But how you react to that is not on me. And I'm not going to sit up here and dim myself because I might trigger you. Get some help for yeah. that. We'll talk about yeah. that. And I didn't know that at the time. I didn't yeah. really know that. I didn't know how to. So I, like you said, you know, this is a journey and I'm trying to yeah. figure out how to respond to this. And I just really had to figure out how to utilize the art of not giving a fuck. Hey, come on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You definitely got to utilize it. Um, And it's going to come with some pain. And I think people feel like when we talk about this, that we aren't associating the fact that we are going to go through some hella pain, some hella tears, some hella emotions behind it. And I damn sure to have my share of cries, you know, when it comes to going through these things. Yeah, because it's like uh, this relationship that you nurtured, you know, from 
childhood, you know, this little baby. And then all of a sudden you have to separate that, not just with your own kids, but just, you know, with those around you that you forged, yeah. forged those strong relationships with. It could have been fucking trauma bonding. That part. It's a lot of trauma bonding <laughs> around here. Like for real, for real. Talking to people, just being a, a coach or whatever else. It's a lot of trauma bonding relationships around here, whether it is through kids, whether it's through friends, it's a lot of them. And yes. that's not something that's not talked about enough. It's not talked about enough. The fact that a lot of it's a lot of trauma bonded people walking around here acting like that they in best friend relationships, they in happy marriages, they in this and they're not it's trauma bonded. I looked at a totally. lot of things looking back um on like friendships and stuff like that and it, it was a lot of things that were trauma bonded i had to look and say damn we only was cool because of this or we only was yeah. really hanging out because of this like yeah that's self-reflection yeah, crazy oh for sure my my daughter the other day i came in and i had emotion dumped on her and um she goes hey mom you know when you come sometimes and you know you pour that stuff out of, I, I need some space. I'm not, not ready for that sometimes. And I was like, oh, can't be. I know I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, all this work. <laughs> yeah. work and I'm still dumping stuff. And she's only 20. Oh my God, I swear my my youngest is my teacher. Oh. Like she was like, Yeah, mom, I need that. And so like she knows how to create boundaries, you know, with me as well when she feels or whomever it is. Yeah. And I'm really glad that she's able to articulate that, um, you know, to to people that she's, she's felt that have crossed their boundaries with her, regardless Absolutely. of whether it's her mom or whomever it is. Yeah. So that right there for me is a little light telling me that I'm on the right path. <laughs> you, are. you definitely are. Like just having this conversation today, I can definitely, you know, sense that. Um, and, you know, we'll, we're going to have our bumps. We're going to have our obstacles. We're going to have, you know, our reroutes and stuff like that. I, I feel like, you know, that we have to realize that just because we're on this path, that doesn't mean, mean that it's not going to reroute. You know, it doesn't mean that we might not hit a setback. But the thing is, and this is what I teach my clients, like we prepare ourselves for the setbacks. We prepare mm -hmm. ourselves for, you know, the wall that might try to come into place. So it's not such a hard blow when we, you know what I'm saying? When it does happen, because we are going to have those life is going to life. You know, we can't control that. So just being able to soften that blow so we can maybe go around it instead of it being the brick wall, like I'm behind me, um, it could be a sponge wall. So you still mm -hmm. don't hit it, but you'll be able to bounce back quicker, you know, because you're prepared for that. And that's really what I teach, yeah. you know, um, just prepare yourself for the obstacles because we don't have it because we can't control everything, you know? Yeah. I don't think we talk about that enough, like preparing ourselves for the obstacles because like yeah. uh, a martial arts class and, um, she was teaching me how to fall. My professor, she's a, she's African-American. And um, she was like, Fran, you got to fall. I'm like, professor, I don't like falling. <laughs> and she's okay. Like, Fran, you, you, you have to allow your hand to take the brunt of the break. She was like, we going to fall regardless. It's really how you take that energy and transpose yes. it in the fall. And I was like, you talking to me about you just to her life because all this is applicable. <laughs> what you say? Like, wait a minute now, where are you going with this? Like, <laughs> I know. 
I know, totally. Oh You're absolutely right. It's like we do need to like be prepared for those falls and for those mm-hmm. breaks. And I think um growing up in the in, in the household kind of like how I grew up, it was like if you were to do something bad or something wrong, it was looked at like making a mistake or failure was looked at yeah. as something that was an actual failure versus an actual lesson. Yes. And to Come on, sis. Be used as a hello. So I want you to talk more about that, sis, because I, I really think that we need to get into that conversation. Yeah, I agree. Um, it is. And that, these is when I say that we are like breaking our cycles and we're breaking those curses and the things that we feel like we feel like because our moms and our grandmas did things this way that that's how we're supposed to do it. and it's on every level right from religion to spirituality to family like every level we do not have we are not our parents we are not our grandparents we are us you know and we have to find our values you know if our values say that we still want to holler fuss and cuss then yay we're gonna holler fuss and cuss if our values say that you know i want to look at it in a more gentler standpoint and have a conversation but it really determines on how you are you've got to figure out who you are instead of just being a follower and feeling like that this is where you're supposed to be because this is what was embedded in you know you have to determine who you are as an individual you know and i feel like it's super important for us to embrace that on a daily understanding that you're not going to please everybody with that you're not going to appeal to everybody with that but it's you as an individual i talk about me being unapologetic um and people feel like when i say that that i'm saying that i don't care about nobody else no why i say i'm unapologetic is because i care about me first my priorities matter first then I'm able to pour into others better because my priorities matter first. I'm not pouring into an empty cup. You know what I'm saying? So it's like being that person who wants to teach people more about embracing themselves as an individual instead of feeling like that they have to still go to church every Sunday because that's how they were raised or because that they have to you know, still spank their kids because that's how they were raised. No, you are an individual. If you're struggling with that, you owe yourself the right to really self-reflect and figure out who you are as an individual, you know? And and that's pretty much what I, I talk about it often. Like in my book, you know, um, From Havoc to Healing is my 30-day journal just really talking about the transformations that I wanted to make at that time. And I walked that journey wholeheartedly. And that's the and goal for everybody. You about that, I was yes. just about to ask you about that. Like for those that are trying to figure out what that looks like for them, how can they actually uh, find that, you know, find a way to yeah. forge their own voice? Um, it, it, it really is going to take a lot of deep rooted reflection. Um, it's going to take um, some trauma responses that you might not want to deal with, um, that you might want to keep suppressing. But in order for you to truly be able to walk that journey of a positive, more fulfilling life, you've got to be ready to expose everything about yourself. The good, the Ooh. bad, and the ugly. And I mean Ooh. the ugly. Um, the ugly side of things. Um, in 2020, I actually wrote my book. My book was a journal first. It, it was my 30 day journal that I recorded in April of 2020. And it's just all kind of deep reflections that I was going through at the time. Um, but what I have, what I did 
is also was putting in the things that I started doing. Like I really started exploring meditation around that time. So that's in the book, um, you know, so those were just some of the things, some of the, you know, tidbits that were in there. But baby, when I tell you, I had to go through the good, the bad and the ugly. When I tell you I had two or three days of nonstop ugly crying because I just felt like I wasn't in the right space at the moment. But once I got through crying, I felt so much clearer. Because I was accountable. I was accountable for the things that I might not have done right. I was accountable for the things that I accepted, I allowed. And once I became accountable for that, then I could, nobody could hold anything against me because I'm owning everything. You know, I'm owning all the fuck ups. I'm owning everything. And that's really important. And I talk about it every day. We've got to own everything. The fact that I might've stayed in a relationship longer than I should have. I'm owning that. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that, that, you know, I sat up here and said, Hey, I'm not doing this anymore, but I did it six more times. I'm owning that, you know, Mm -hmm. because in order for me to break free from it, I got to own it. And that goes for yeah. everything that we go through in our life. You know, the things that we feel like we fucked up on. We got to own it. Once we start owning it, then, hey, it's up from there. You know, not to say it ain't going to be a little jiggle on the way, you know, but it's up from there because nobody can hold anything against you. <laughs> nobody can say, oh, guess what? I know you did this. Oh, girl, I already talked about that. You must have read my book yet. You know, like, it ain't nothing you can say about me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm good, sis. I'm good. But like, what else you my own business out there. <laughs> that part. That part. So I feel like that in order for us to really begin to walk that path, um, we got to be prepared for that. And we got to get ourselves equipped to say, hey, it's not saying that you're not going to have them emotions. You're not going to be crying. You're not going to be snotting and doing everything else. Um, and it's not an overnight fix. We spend so much time wanting to fix things in one walk. Um, that's why we fall short. We want an overnight success story and that's just not the case. So just understanding that your journey is your journey. Um, it's not going to be the same as everybody else. I don't care if you've experienced the same thing as somebody else. It's not going to be the same as everybody else. So once we come to that and really embrace our individuality, Hey, it's up from there. Totally. There's this one saying by, uh, Ayala Vanzant. It was in her book called, um, when I cried, this is for those that are not, they're not, they're on that journey of trying to figure out how to get past like that stuck part mm-hmm. where they feel like, oh man, I, I don't know how to take ownership of it. Well, if you were in a relationship at the time or whatever the situation was and you don't know how to get over it, she said to put the blame onto ignorance because mm. when you have something to blame it on, you can now put that down. Yes. Absolutely. I love that analogy. And she's right. Um, That's what we have to have. And especially as women, we definitely feel like we have to have it and place it somewhere. It's got to be placed in a category. And I know my overthinking brain definitely feels that way. So, but it's like, you know, I'm just self accountable for so much, but also it doesn't have to be a person. And I love that you pointed that out. You know, it doesn't have to be a person where you're throwing that into. It, it could be a characteristic. It could be something that, you know, you're no longer wanting to embrace. Leave it over there. Close that folder. I love that. Yeah. I do love that. Yeah. I think that that's yeah. dope. Move forward. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So tell us what you got going on. What's going on with you moving forward? <laughs> so with me moving forward, I um, am working on the prologue to the book that I already wrote, which is Can You Hear Me? 
the new book is going to talk about how I got to where can you hear me, which is called mm. Victim and Violator. Ooh. So like you said earlier, we all, there's a, there's a saying by Bozoma St. John and Bozma St. John. Mm-hmm. And she actually has the new book out called The Urgent Life. But she talks about, um, she talks about people always want to be in your victory, but they never want to take responsibility of the hurt that they created in your life. Ooh, come on. Come on. Mm, I'm yeah, excited I don't about know if you that. remember who she is. She she was she's the um uh, Ghanaian from uh, uh she used to be for uh Netflix and um Uber. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, and since it's out of this world, when you hear her speak, she speaks with such a del- speaks like us, sis. She speaks with such a conviction. Mm, I love that. When you hear somebody speaking with purpose and passion, you know yeah. that's a go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yes, she does have her book. So we will make <laughs> sure that the book link is actually in the podcast details. Um, listen, when it comes to like yep. growth, um, you are definitely walking that journey. I love, thank you so much for being so transparent today. Um, these are the conversations that are necessary. Um, you know, I know that somebody is going to definitely look into hear this and they're going to be like, oh my God, is they talking about my life? They talking about me? They talking about me? You know, um, but these <laughs> are the conversations that we got to have in order for us to move forward individually and as a whole. So I'm so grateful for you to be here. You know, you're welcome back anytime when that next book come out, make sure you come back so you can tell us about it. Um, I'm super grateful. Um, just honored to have you here in the space and um, let them know where they can find you at on social media and everything. Oh, I lost her real quick, but I will definitely make sure that the details will be as far as where you can find her at on social media. Um, it's Fran Fomai, so you can definitely find her over there. That all of those details are linked to the podcast details information, and y'all know where y'all can find me at Coach K A Y W D S. I appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. We like we lost connection with Fran, but I so appreciate her being here. Hey, these are the conversations that are necessary, y'all. I want y'all to make sure y'all following your girl on all social media. Make sure you share this episode with a friend, of course. And I will holler at y'all later, baby. Stay empowered.